Welcome everybody back to Future of Beauty Unfiltered. I am your host, Hannah Cook, Head of Growth and Innovation. And today, episode 15, I'm so excited to have Kelly Newton from Nixie Body. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, Hannah. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm so good. I'm so excited to have you here. I know you're nervous, but it's going to be amazing and we're going to have a great, great time. So, Nixie body guys, I cannot wait to talk to you about this. We've known Kelly, I've known Kelly for over a year now, and it's amazing to see how this has completely gone from strength to strength for you. So I'm going to do a shameless plug now of just how amazing we think you are. So this week we welcome the founder of Nixie body, formerly known as BP3 underwear, Kelly Newton. Now Kelly is an expert on stress and urge incontinence and is courageously opening the t- up the taboo conversation around incontinence. Now, since joining force with her bit business partner, Connie, the pair are offering a range of leak-proof absorbent knickers for incontinence and periods, which I definitely want to talk about later. You are also a badass mum of six who designed your first pair of leak-proof knickers after struggling with menopause and little bladder leaks when playing hockey. So you're active as well. You're showing me up now with my one. Um, And obviously Connie's also mad about menstrual cycles and has a passion for plastic-free periods. So she joined um, Kelly to help more women have stylish, secure and sustainable options for period care. Now together, they are the dream team behind Nixie Body, a brand on a mission to keep you moving through menstruation, motherhood and menopause. That's two badass women as far as I'm concerned. So welcome. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm good. Thank you. I'm fine. I've just, you know, I've had a really funny week, so it's been kind of up and down and it's just life. Life is just so full on and busy, but I'm coping. I'm having lots of clarity at the moment and just, yeah, just taking it day by day, really. Just trying to cope with what I'm trying to make. Do you know what? It's... (laughs) Oh, I'm good for you. Thank you so much for your time again. Like, I think what you're trying to do is really amazing. And I remember when I met you a a year ago, I remember then being like, that woman is on a mission. Um, (laughs) Which leads me to my first kind of question. So what was actually your inspiration? So originally it was BP3. What was your inspiration to create a business around leak proof underwear? Do you know what? There was never any inspiration to start a business. I've just been, I've been a foster carer for the past 18 years. And that's why I have six children. I haven't given birth to six children. Um, We've got two boys of our own who are 20 and 22, and we've got four teenage foster daughters. So we've got one 16 year old and three 17 year olds. So you can imagine how horrendous my house is with hormones at the moment. But what, what happened was I'd suffered for years with really heavy periods. So started my periods at 15 always very heavy I think one of my my core memories is sitting waiting to go into class on a plastic chair with the thickest sanitary pad in ever uh, on ever and I'd leaked through my through the pad Mm. through my clothing onto the plastic chair and the absolute humiliation of that so always had really really heavy periods and it wasn't until after I had the children that my periods got a lot worse I was in a lot of pain um sex was very painful everything was really uncomfortable down there lots of pelvic floor pelvic pain and at the top of my legs so ended up going to see um, a GP ended up basically after seven years being diagnosed with endometriosis so had that lasered away was then 
it was decided that they were going to put me, um, I was going to have the marina coil and I bled every day for nine months on the marina coil. I also, I have a tilt, I had a tilted womb, so I had to go into hospital to have the coil inserted. It wasn't just done in the doctor. So it was a big palaver. Mm. And um, after nine months, it was just a case of, I can't do this anymore. I, I need, I need this removed. So they ended up saying, right, we're going to, we're just going to give you a hysterectomy, which I was more than happy with, you know, we've got a busy household. I, I wasn't fussed about having that removed. Um, I was told by the surgeon that he would leave my ovaries in so I wouldn't go into early menopause, but subsequently then started to suffer with the effects of the menopause within a year. So my my symptoms really were rage, depression, uh, palpitations, panic attack, anxiety. I wasn't sleeping and they weren't any of the symptoms that I knew about the menopause. So because I was told I wouldn't go into early menopause and because they weren't the symptoms that I, I was aware of, I just thought I was going mental. So for me, being active and playing sports has always played a massive part in my life. So, you know, I played hockey, I played netball for about 30 years, and then I ended up playing hockey that I played at school uh, in a really lovely team of women. Um, but every time I stretched for the ball, I would leak a little bit. And it was like, well, this isn't right. This isn't normal. If I scored a goal, you know, you jump up, it was game over. I've got to go home, you know. I've, I've... <laughs> this is oh, this is gonna be really tmi i'm so sorry like i am an oversharer no um, i'm totally here for it i'll be sharing don't worry about it so at this stage my girls had just started their periods i hadn't used disposable products for a long time i'd actually used a moon cup up until i'd had my hysterectomy i feel like i was a pioneer of the of the menstrual cup so i didn't want to go back to using disposable products i i know that they're not good for me and they're not good for my body i was really aware of how much waste um you know I was conscious about how much waste we as a family were producing with four teenage girls having their periods and then me using them every day for leaks like leaks um you know there's 200,000 tons of waste is produced from disposable sanitary products each year so you know I was really and honestly I would be taking emptying the, the bins from the bathrooms and the bags of sanitary waste I was like no this we, we cannot carry on doing this this is awful so I looked online to see if I could find any washables because I kind of I knew there must be something out there. It wasn't, you know, what I've come up with isn't a completely unique idea. But they, the no, like you've got reusable nappies and things, haven't yeah, you? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So but the only knickers I could find were awful. They were big and bulky. I did. I ordered a pair. They were like it was almost like plastic in like a big plastic like pad thing that you sat on it, it it felt uncomfortable it looked awful and I was just like I am so not ready for those knickers I still want to look nice <laughs> want to be attractive that is not going to do it for me nor my husband um so I thought right okay I'm just going to design a pair of knickers that that I want to wear so that is literally where my idea idea came from I just wanted a nice pair of knickers that I could wear that would protect me from leaks um that also wouldn't be visible and that were very discreet um and yeah that's where it's all come from that's amazing I mean you are obviously and I, I all over your socials and everything you ever talk about you're really passionate about breaking the taboos around men just periods in general talking saying the word period we had a podcast the other day and we must have said period about 30 times and what was funny was even though as a as an agency of people we're very open and we have those conversations i was still watching the men flinch and i'm like yeah 
what's wrong? Like, and there's, and so you do feel like you have to apologize a lot of the time um, when it's something that everybody knows it's just a natural way of life. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and, and incontinence as well that comes from that. I think incontinence is one of those really strange things where no one wants to admit they have it. I think most, <laughs> it, it's not, I mean, like, so obviously I'm, I'm, fairly young still quite active but I have a I have a son my friends and I if we laugh too hard we're crossing our legs and going stop stop it's not going to end well because it just becomes this way of life when you put your body through a lot of stages but there are also people that suffer with it who haven't had kids absolutely um yeah um and, and, and it's not normal this is the thing it's not normal to leak and and as a company we we need to be responsible and you know, we know that our knickers aren't the answer to leakage. You, you can't just wear them and just expect that everything's going to be okay. It's, we, we try to look at it, you know, you need a holistic approach to looking after your pelvic floor. Um, but actually going back to what you just said about talking about periods and um, I, I say the word vagina so many more times than I've ever said it in my life. And actually, I, and this is the problem with me, with all the problems that I've had, I still don't really understand what was happening with my body. I still don't know my, my proper, the proper name for some of my body parts. And that's the beauty of working with Connie, my co-founder. She knows all of this stuff. She talks about vaginas mm. and vulvas and, and vagina, vaginal discharge and your microbiome. And I've learned so much from Connie. And at the beginning of when we first started to work together, I couldn't say I felt very uncomfortable talking about the word vagina and vulva. I would still call it my front bottom or my mini. And she's like, no, you have to get the word right. You, and you have to call it a period. You can't call it the time of the month. And I used to think, why? I don't understand why that's so important. I totally get it now. Because if we can't call it what it is, there's still shame linked to that. And there shouldn't be any shame linked to that, you know? These are all things that are happening to women's bodies um, that happen to, I mean, leaks happen it's one in three women. And if you're talking about perimenopausal women, that, that rises to one in two women. So, you know, we, we need to be able to put the correct language. We need to be able to speak the correct language. And I didn't get that at the beginning. I don't know mm. if it's my age. It's just the way that we were brought up. We, we never talked about those things. But, you know, the girls that are coming through now, they're very comfortable talking about that and and that's made me feel actually yeah we, we need to say it more and and in our house we talk about we've always talked about periods to be fair I mean I, I hopefully my daughter won't be listening to this but one of my daughters did start her period at nine and I wasn't at home at the time and she because we're very open and we talk about these things she was very comfortable talking to my husband she she said to my husband you know a I think I've started my period and he was able to sort her out with what she needed at the time, which was great. Because when I started my period, what, 35 years ago, I was stealing my mum's sanitary towels out of her cupboard for about three months before she realised what was happening and confronted me because I didn't want to talk about it. I was so embarrassed. So I, I kind oh. of hope, I know it's, you know, it's just, and, and I know my sister did the same thing. I, I don't know if we were just a family of Wallies, I'm not sure, but we just never spoke about those things. And so, you know, it's, I feel like going forward, just using the right language around these things, it helps to take the stigma away and the embarrassment. Yeah, totally. And I think you're absolutely, I mean, one of my, you mentioned your core memory earlier. <clears throat> Every time I go to the Guildford Spectrum, my eye twitches and I go, <laughs> I, I, uh, I have my first period here. <laughs> um, and my friends go, what? 
a weird thing to tell me when we're in the queue. But it, every time, because I remember standing in, it was with my dad, about to go into the pool in a bright yellow costume, quite young. And I remember thinking, something doesn't feel right. I think I need the loo. And I went to the loo and lo and behold, mother nature appeared. Yeah. And I remember like clinging to the rock and him being like, what are you doing, you idiot? Come in. And I'm like, I can't, because I'm thinking I'm going to turn the pool crimson red. Like, no, no idea what's going on. Oh. And it was a really hard conversation, actually, for me to have with my dad. Luckily, I could then have that conversation with my mum. But there are so many people that aren't able to have that. Yeah. Um, but also, I think it, it has a big impact. You know, if you think about it, we've done, obviously, lots of discussions <clears throat> around menopause as, the, in, as an agency, and a lot of research on just the mentality of it um there's so much support at the beginning of your reproductive life if you think about schools i remember the kids taking the sticky bits off the old sanitary towels and trying to stick them to the ceiling at school and i remember that really i was not a tampon thread to be really clear don't waste it um but you know i remember all of those discussions and then the same with getting pregnant you have a system to support you there but actually once you get past that i'm now ready to reproduce part yeah. of life yeah you're, you're kind of left on your own yeah that was a really interesting one of your other podcasts i was i was listening when i was running and and that really did hit a nerve with me because i thought it's, it's so true you literally we are there to reproduce and then we're written off once we've reproduced we're written off and and it really made me think god that's that is absolutely true there's absolutely no support for us and, and from the day you have your baby really I, I i don't know if things have changed now but when i had my eldest like 23 years ago you were given a sheet an a4 sheet and told um you know do some pelvic floor exercises la -da -da -da. we'll see you in six weeks for a quick checkup and that was it. But then in countries, in, I think it's France, I read recently, they get 10 pelvic floor specialist um, appointments. So you, you go along to see a, a pelvic health physio and, 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 and that's just done naturally. But we don't do anything like that. We give, we give birth to a baby. You know, we're tired, we're exhausted. We've maybe had stitches, whatever down there. And we are just absolutely left to it. And the only way really you can get help is by paying for it. And it's not cheap. Although I do have to say the NHS are running a pilot scheme at the moment, working with midwives, physios and um, some other specialists around women's pelvic floor health. So hopefully they can roll that out across the UK and women will get better support. But, you know, after that, like, you know, menopause, we get nothing. And these stages of life, I always say to my friends, like men, men literally are born and they die, whereas women we we you know we're born we have periods our hormones kick in um we have children and then and then you know we lose our, our hormones and and you know all of these different stages that we have these peaks and troughs of our life men are just flatlined they, they just do not appreciate how lucky they are we have it really tough no they don't even have to pluck their eyebrows it's crazy <laughs> I've um, got no I, <laughs> I get mine tattooed so i can't comment either <laughs> No, I get it. I think as well from a hormone point of view, um, <clears throat> I mean, the men do have to obviously live with us sometimes when we're going through these processes. So let's not beat them up too much. But I'm totally, not I, I've got no, I, 
yeah my husband is is great he is aggravating obviously but when I started the menopause which was a really difficult time because the girls were just coming into their periods as you know so their estrogen's rising as mine's just depleting and it was a boosh it was so difficult for everybody yeah. I was just, I was horrible I was a nasty nasty person so my husband was the referee for the whole family and, and he's been amazing he has been really good yeah I can't mind. it is it is hard as well I think because you go from and I think particularly as women you know you do end up majority of the time running a household right so you are spinning a million and one plates so that awareness of what's going on in your own body in your own mind is really challenging and I think when you kind of go into those menopausal stages like you were saying everyone automatically assumes with menopause it's a hot flush but as you'd said not at all and they can come a lot sooner um what is amazing is as a country we are more open with those kind of conversations and so it is making things a lot easier but it's really great to see brands like you guys popping up and going no no I've, I've seen a space in the market because yes I'm going through this next stage in life but I don't want to be made to feel any less a sexy version of myself than when I was before and I think that's half of the the problem actually that we have for these later aged consumers is you're just assuming it's all downhill and that's it. Whereas actually a lot of the time, like you said before we started, you're at a stage in your life where you can give two craps and it's just enjoying yourself. Like <clears throat> like I said, dressed up as a Spice Girl the weekend, got way too drunk, but I had the best time and I was living my best life and I apologized for nothing. Um, and, I, and I think that's part of it. When, um, what was it that made you move more towards period underwear so you started with incontinence was it connie like kind of you brought obviously this this change so it's not just thinking about it from an incontinence point of view but it's now period it's now change around sustainability obviously there's the menopause discussion as well and also talking about how cycles can affect younger women so firstly what was it that made you move just away from incontinence so um secondly what's next yeah so basically the knickers the technology is it's exactly the same for incontinence and for periods so I started to sell the knickers I was also I was working part-time in a clinic at the time when I started the business and worked with a fabulous lady who was so supportive but she she had endometriosis so she said you know I want to try the knickers I'm like yeah go for it see how they help and she absolutely loved them so we knew that they you know we know that the the technology is exactly the same we haven't we haven't designed anything different it's exactly the same so we know that you know if you, you can wear them for periods they do work for leaks they're obviously just for light leaks make it really clear and, and when we say light leaks we're talking our lightest pair holds 10 mil the next pair up holds 15 mil which is about three teaspoons or they say two to three tampons and then the most the, the most absorbent pair we have is um that holds 25 mil, which is again is about four to five tampons worth. So they're not for really heavy leaks and periods. Um when you have when you go through the menopause, I didn't obviously because I was almost I, I, my period stopped because my uterus was removed. I you, you have unpredictable periods. So um with Connie coming on board, Connie is like an expert in re, in reproductive health, and she was wearing for periods people just started to buy them for periods even though we were kind of like this incontinence underwear company 
people started to buy them for periods as well so we were kind of like well we're cutting our nose off despite our face just just to saying that they're for for leaks um and yeah that that's really where it came from that you can wear them for anything we say discharge sweat you know they protect you down there they're, they're breathable absorbent but just really really discreet um and, and I suppose our messaging started to change more when Connie came onto the onto the business as a co-founder because of her her background in in female health um, and and just the, the different people that at different stages in their life that were buying them and we were like you know we I, I feel like we lost our we lost like our, we wasn't quite sure who our target audience was I know when you start a business and I, I am so new to, to building a business I honestly don't know how I've managed to get as far as I have it's an absolute joke um people say who's your I do because you're great (laughs) (laughs) you're very sweet Hannah but um people were saying to us who's your target audience and and I knew that I was my target audience my friends at hockey so we were all aged um obviously from about 35 to 55 we were all active all suffering with little leaks, maybe um, having periods, some were having unpredictable periods, just starting the menopause. And that was our target audience. But then people started to buy them for their nine-year-old daughters who were having their periods. And then I was having like 96-year-old women ringing me up, ordering their knickers. Um, There was one really such a lovely lady who rang. She was so embarrassed. She was leaking. She was going away with her family didn't want to take the, the disposable pads because she didn't know how to get rid of them when she was away. Um, so she bought the knickers so because they just looked like normal knickers. She could wear them, wash them, and then nobody would know. And bless her, she got back from holiday and rang me. I, I'm sometimes on the phone for about an hour with some of my customers. They're, you know, they're almost like friends. It's lovely. So I lost track of who my target audience was because everybody was buying them. So mm. what we've really kind of, I feel like we've, we've gone back to the sporty aspect so I said that I started the business because of my love of sports keeping active um and we've kind of almost gone we've pivoted around back to kind of active women we focus on the 35 to 55 year old active women who may be having periods who may be having unpredictable periods who are maybe slightly leaking um and kind of starting the menopause so we've kind of gone back to that um but it's honestly every day I learn something new every day there's something thrown at me that I need to think about that I need to kind of build into the company I I don't honestly I keep saying it but I I just don't know how how we're even here (laughs) I think it's amazing as well one of the things that Catherine and I are head of brand strategy so like I said big you know ex-Colgate Palmolive amazing brand brain she was like I'm in awe of Kelly because she's done it with six kids but the thing that she found from a brand point of view perspective really interesting was understanding how you got to the point where you made that decision to rebrand right so founding a business is an achievement in its own right it's not easy but to then undertake a rebrand a complete rebrand we're talking name change everything it must have taken obviously a great deal of courage. Um, now you obviously started the business as BP3 underwear and rebranded, rebranded to Nixie Body in 2019. You've kind of already started alluding to this that maybe one of the reasons you were doing this is because the customers were kind of telling, not actively telling you, but by looking at who was buying this product, you were realizing it was so much more than what it does. 
firstly, where did Nixie body come from? Yeah. And secondly, were there any kind of key learnings or bits of advice that you might have for other entrepreneurs who might be thinking about kind of changing their brand and what they should think about? Okay, so let, let's start with the name BP Free Underwear, which you obviously know because I've told you, because I have to explain to everybody. So I was playing hockey, obviously, and talking about our leaks with the team. And my friend Lydia turned around and said, oh, I just want to be pee free. I don't want to pee myself anymore. And we'd been trying to come up for a na- with a name for ages. And I just thought BP Free. Um, so we, it's the letter B, letter P, and then the number three. And I thought, yeah, that's great. Everybody else was like, it's rubbish. But I said, no, I can't think of anything else. That's what I'm going for. So it was obviously a rubbish name. And I had to explain it to everybody um, when they asked what, what did it mean? So what happened was I knew it was a rubbish name. <laughs> we went with it. We were BP free for about two years, I think, two and a bit years. And last year I was lucky enough to win a grant of 10K. So um, through iFundWomen and I think uh, Vista Create. So just before that, I, 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 I've been really lucky. The people that I've been introduced to have just are so kind. Like my sister met this really great girl in the gym, started chatting to her. Then my sister tells everyone about my knickers. And then she turned around and said, oh, my husband, um, Rich, works in consultancy and he works with some health companies. He'll have a chat with your, your sister. And he's been amazing. He's almost like an unofficial Ned to me. So I'd been speaking to him again and he said to me, look, I've got this great branding lady. I can give you some of her time for free. This is, again, how lucky I am. People are very, very generous with their time with me. And so I'd had a chat with her just before I'd I'd won this 10 grand. And she said to me, I really think you need to rebrand. I love what you're doing, but the name isn't great. And we, we can really work on building this into, you know, a huge brand. So I said, oh, okay, I need to think about it. Then the 10, I won the 10 grand and I'm like, that night I literally said to everyone, I'm rebranding, I'm going to rebrand. I think if I'd have known now how hard it would be, I think I probably would have said, oh no, I'm never going to do it. Um, (laughs) It was the most stress, it was so stressful. It wasn't stressful in coming together and working with Nicola and then um, Nicola's got this amazing creative designer that we worked with. Um, we loved all of her work it was amazing so and again she I could afford her so I knew I could do it all most of it within this 10 grand so they came up with she came up with three different color schemes and we all went through them obviously we all liked one a different one each so that was that was a bit of a nightmare but at the end of the day I was like you know what this is my company it's my vision and I don't usually do this I I am a real people pleaser so usually I'd go no you choose you choose but I was like no this is the one that I like and these are the reasons that I like it and this is why I want to go with it um I can't tell you how much I've grown honestly in the last three or four years I wake up some mornings and go who even am I I don't even recognize myself <gasps> tell me in a minute I want to hear <laughs> um so yeah we kind of chose we decided on the colors and then she had a couple of different names and it was the first name I just thought I love it it was, it's quite similar to some of the other companies out there but it was the meaning behind it because obviously BP free underwear meant something to me um because it, it described actually what I wanted to be. But Nixie Body is, it, it, it comes from uh, the female ancient goddesses who helped women with their gynecological problems and issues, and they were often depicted squatting. So for me, that just 
you know, that, that just means everything that we are. We, we want to help women with these issues. We want to empower them and educate them. And also Nick's, Nixie sounds a bit like Nickers as well. So I was like, yeah, that's done it for me. Um, and we all, we just love the name. So that's, that's where that came from. It's been a really, really long road sorting everything out. You know, I, I, Connie is brilliant and supportive and Connie does what she needs to do absolutely brilliantly. I have to do all the other stuff and I'm still learning doing all of that, all of that. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's very difficult. And some days I feel like I can't cope with it and, and, you know, I, I, I deal with it, whatever. Uh, we still, the website still isn't where we want it to be. So we had, we've, I've worked with all women. Every single person that I've worked with has been a woman. Um, although saying that, obviously I've had some great support from some fantastic men. I had one man do the website and it was a disaster. So, um, that, that was a bit of a nightmare for me and it's, it has kind of put me off working in, in kind of with men in, in that way do you know what I mean it's um I feel like women run businesses really need to support other women run businesses and I feel like maybe I should have looked a bit harder for somebody to help me with the website but we're nearly there we're getting there but it's been a really long road do you <clears throat> I mean I work we obviously have a mixture of men and women and one of the things that I've found fascinating around the menopause conversation is how much some of the men have really got behind it once they've had that time to really get their heads around it um <clears throat> do you think that working with women with this particular product there's actually more of an emotional drive behind it because most women of some once you reach a certain age have experienced it in one way or another absolutely agree listen I mean I've worked I do work with other men I've got other men that help me advise me and have been absolutely brilliant with me I just had a bad experience with this particular guy yeah. I don't think he really got what we wanted to do he never took the time to really yeah. understand what we were doing um and I think that's what caused the problem so it's not men personally. Yeah. don't get me wrong I you know I, I will work with men I do work with men but this just this thing was so huge and I needed it to be right yeah didn't get what we were doing um yeah women have a lived experience of all of this women I find typically want to help some men don't get what we're doing I've had yeah. the only really bad comments I've had were from two men they were like why are you doing this it's embarrassing there's no market for this it's like you know you how can you say that you you don't live you've you've not lived our experience so um yeah women definitely come from a more kind of personal and emotional um why I suppose when 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 we're working together I think as well if you think about the actual biological cycles women go through massive highs and lows in the space of one month it's you can't <laughs> you know in the space of in this in the space of 24 hours even um you know so it's a totally different experience and it is hard I think if you haven't lived it to genuinely empathize with it sometimes um so I you said something earlier and I really want to you said you are a completely different person since setting up your own business and going through this journey yeah. how how do you fit how how are you different uh, well firstly I'm I don't have the terrible menopausal symptoms anymore because I I'm on HRT vaginal estrogen progesterone and testosterone so I am completely leveled out and I'm in a place where I'm really happy but more than that I when I started my business I obviously had no business sense probably don't still have much now to be honest with you but I had absolutely <laughs> no 
no business sense whatsoever, no confidence in what I was doing. I was scared to make decisions. I was scared to speak up. I was scared to say no. Um, I didn't know anybody else in the business world. I wasn't working. I wasn't in those circles at all. If I could tell you, right, so last week I woke up, I, I can't say who the text is from, but it was the most exciting text I've had in a long time from somebody who's in the public eye, who's got my number, who wants to speak to me. So I'm literally on the floor in the bedroom crying. I, I'm crying all the time. I'm literally crying all the time because of sheer, like, who am I? But I'm saying to my and I was that, and that particular morning, I was going off to breakfast with Trini Woodall because I pitched, I did the elevator pitch on, on her show. And um, so there was about 50 mm -hmm. founders all invited along to this inaugural breakfast. And so I've got, I've got that to get ready to go to. And then I've got this amazing text that's come through and I'm just sitting there crying, saying to my husband, who even am I? who even am I how did this happen to me I have grown so much and Connie bless her Connie always says to me she says you're such a businesswoman now she says when I when I first met you she said you know you obviously had this amazing idea um but didn't know how to take it to the next level I didn't know what I was doing and how much you know she she's seen me grow and and be confident and being able to make those difficult decisions um networking I mean it's not I'm not a great I mean I love meeting people don't get me wrong I love chatting I love talking to new people but I get very very anxious walking into a room on my own and I know I need to go to these places on my own because if I go with somebody else I won't talk to anybody else all night so it's really out of my comfort zone to go in in fact I remember coming to the, the pool agency the um is it the future of beauty was yeah it? future of beauty yeah, yeah so I remember I, I I was walking along I remember coming up to the, to the hotel where it was having to talk to myself to walk in because I could have quite easily just walked past and then come all the way home again because I was so scared to come and it was such a lovely event but I remember sitting down in the corner um I got a cup of tea and I sat in the corner just looking around thinking what am I doing here what am I doing here I don't know anybody and I spotted this other woman on her own and I just bounded up to her and said are you on your own and she said yeah I said well do you want to stand with me like I felt like a toddler an absolute ridiculous toddler and she was so lovely she was like, well, you're a weirdo but okay you're scary but yeah you can talk to me um, and she was really lovely and I sat with her and um, but that still now that makes me very anxious I get very very anxious about that and like, I've never walked into a pub on my own if I meet a friend I'll make sure I'm late so I'm not the first to arrive because I cannot be sitting in a pub or a restaurant on my own. It, it's really anxiety inducing for me. So this whole, mm. you know, this whole business with networking and stuff, which is such an important part of what we have to do is um, it's very difficult. But I have grown so much. I mean, do you know what, though? I think credit where credit's due. Sometimes being just yourself is the best best thing in the world I don't think no matter how confident you come across networking is never something anyone enjoys like even I I can chat to a toothbrush I think I do talk to my toothbrush sometimes <laughs> but I hate it you know my boss is always like oh you're better at it than me and I'm like I'm really not I just take a deep breath and see someone and go hi like, <laughs> and like you you go you're on your own I'm on my own and it's rubbish <laughs> to be on our own should we have a chin wag like, and, it, and it really is and I think that's what's really nice I think about this industry particularly with what you're trying to do is such a personal story and most women some men actually can relate um no, you're right you're right one of sorry do you know what actually as well is I find when I go to these networking events is I am generally one of the oldest people there 
So I'm going in as a really inexperienced business owner, founder, um, a lot older than everybody else, completely self-funded. And I go in feeling really awkward. I feel like an imposter. I feel like I shouldn't be in that room because there are girls there who are like half my age who have maybe raised three million pounds and they're walking the walk, they're talking the talk. And I feel like such an imposter. And I find that very, very difficult. And that, that and, and that's me. I need to get over that because I need to be proud of what I've done. I've managed to set up a company using just my own money. I distribute, I, you know, we do events. We have an, an amazing following of, of customers. We have a great return rate of customers. Um, I need to, I know that I need to go in and feel more confident about what I'm doing. But, and, and I can learn from these girls. These, these girls aren't, you know, they're, they're not gatekeepers. They're not, they're not stopping me from, from knowing this stuff. A lot of the, the, the young ladies that I meet and girls and women that I meet are really open to sharing and helping, but that's my insecurities. That's me telling myself that I'm not, I shouldn't be in that room. It is hard. I think as well, imposter syndrome is one of the biggest things that people talk about. I see this word on LinkedIn all the time. I think especially when you go through a certain stage in life, whether that's, I think with menopause, you see a lot of imposter syndrome. I mean, one of the stats that Tina shared um, when from Theramex, when she was doing her podcast with us, for anyone that hasn't listened to it, um, was that the rate of senior level women that have to stop their careers yeah. when they're at their peak yeah. because they just can't cope with the the, str the stresses and pressures of the job combined with being perimenopausal is is actually really high um and because there isn't a lot of support there and i think the same is when you have kids and when you go through all these cycles in life and especially if you are feeling uncomfortable physically right because that and that's the thing I'm really interested in about this underwear. So I mentioned before we started, I really want to talk about it. We've mentioned it on, a, I think we had a, a chat about it actually with the, someone else on a podcast and we were talking about period knickers and I went, I don't know how I feel about these. The, the principle for me breaks my brain a little bit. <clears throat> now I agree with you on the some months, uh, yeah, I'll have a heavier period, you'll have a lighter period and you'll go through more or less or whatever. And there are other months where it's uncontrollable and you're just constantly getting caught off guard right i mean the amount of times i've gone somewhere and i'm like oh my god and i'm running around i'm like no one got anything really you're just going to any girl you can find right so to be in that situation isn't nice anyway it is anxiety inducing um to but then the bit that i struggle with is so pads i hate wearing pads because i feel so I remember one, again, another core cool memory. I remember sitting in the car, I think I'd had my like third ever period and it was getting to the point where it was getting a bit heavier because the first couple are a bit, you know, baby-like. And, um, but the, 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 the mammoth one arrived, the mama one arrived <laughs> and I had a pad on and I was sitting in the car and I'm like tugging at my trousers and I'm getting really irritated. And my mum was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I feel like I'm in a nappy. I'm so uncomfortable. Um, and it put me off for years. Yeah. It would be as soon as anyone came at me with one of these big floppy pads, I'd be like, absolutely not. <laughs> um, and I think sometimes the concept, like you were saying, the first pair of period knickers and continent knickers you found was like this big saddle of plastic, right? 
So what is it that you kind of looked at in your technology and the approach to try and one, make it look nice, but also feel nice because that feel is really an important part of it, right? Yeah, definitely. So I, at the time, actually, even now, live in my gym leggings. I've always got my gym leggings on. So I wanted to not be able to see the VPL. It's not important to everybody, but it was important to me because, like you say, with the big pad, if you've got your tight gym leggings on, that's going to be visible. It looks like a nappy. So first of all, the design needed to be really sleek. So we have a seamless scalloped edging. So it literally cannot be seen underneath the tightest of gym leggings and you know you can see the reviews everyone's like this is like magic how does this work secondly I designed the gusset so on normal knickers on normal on on, on your average menstrual period knickers whatever the the gusset goes across the bottom or up to the top so I designed the gusset so it sits underneath the crack of the bottom so it is literally the shape of a small liner um also, what I did was because I'm active and I run around, the last thing I want to be doing is picking my knickers out of my bottom and, and, and you know, knickers moving about and rubbing and chafing. So I designed that. So the middle of the knicker is elasticated. So it kind of sits in the crack of your bum and it pulls the knickers around like Velcro. So they don't move. So unlike a pad that, that would move and rub and chafe when you're moving about, this does not move at all. The pad is really, really thin. Basically, the top layer of the pad is, is made from cotton. It's moisture-wicking cotton, so it draws the moisture, the blood, the urine away from the skin. And the second layer, and this is depending on absorbency, so our, our light leaks only is another cotton, absorbent cotton layer. Then underneath that is a, a, a waterproof layer, so it doesn't go through to the outer skin. For our more absorbent knickers, there's a microfiber in there. So, you know, when you're cleaning in the kitchen and you've got your cloth and it soaks everything up that's literally what mm. this does it's it's very very natural it just pulls it through into that layer and again you've got the waterproof layer for our really absorbent knickers the gusset does go up to the top so we we call our sporty range um the most the most discreet range so they are, they're the ones with the scalloped edging that can't be seen underneath mm -hmm. tight gym leggings or any tight clothing and they really are just for light leaks and light periods we say for heavier periods, you need like our poly and our EV knickers where the gusset does go all the way up to the top and they don't have the scalloped edge in. So they aren't mm -hmm. as discreet as the other knickers. Also, um, I, the knickers are made in nylon. So nylon is one seventh of the, the thickness of any other material. So it's really light and very, very comfortable. It's like a second skin. We, we made them in nylon because of that fact, because of how light they are, how durable it is, but also we have our scalloped edges laser cut. So if they were, if we were to use cotton for that, then they would fray and they wouldn't last very long. Our knickers last over two years. So, you know, you're, you're getting the money's worth from that. Um, with the gusset being cotton, that's obviously, you need to have a cotton gusset for your vulva, for your most intimate part. Um, and and that, that should help, you know, with, if you've got any soreness or any infections or anything, you need to have cotton there or even better, don't wear any knickers at all, <laughs> which, you know, shouldn't be saying when I'm selling knickers. But you know what? Our knickers, they're not for everybody. We know this. And, and again, we want to give women choices. It's not just about we want to sell you a pair of our knickers. You know, you might feel better wearing pads and tampons. That's great. But try using the organic tampons and pads 
and don't flush them down the toilet. You can get these great little fab little bags where you can dispose of them if you haven't got a bin. You can get rid of them. There's the menstrual cup. I mean, the menstrual cup is is immense. It's awesome. But if you've got really heavy periods, then our knickers are great to wear with a menstrual cup for that extra security. Are they messy? I don't have periods. And this is a question that we covered last week, me and Connie. I'm like, you know, is it messy when you have a period? And she said, no, this is the thing. She said it just absorbs the blood. If, you, if you're clotting, if you're particularly clotty, then you would need to wipe the clot away when you go to the bathroom. But um, mm. clotting an awful lot, that's not that's a sign of something might be wrong and you need to go and see the doctor um so you know i i feel like as a company we're really responsible we're also really honest we know that they're not for anybody and they're not for everybody and we and we need to give choices to people women deserve to have choices they shouldn't be told this is the right thing for you and this is the only thing you should be using you know that that's not true if t- pads and tampons are easier for your lifestyle then use them, but just try to use organic pads. And, and we do a lot of work with a company called My Frida, um, like disposable pads. People don't necessarily want knickers. They want, uh, sorry, reusable pads. You know, it's another company called Wear Them Out. She does amazing pads. There's all these people that they're all in the same space as us, but we work with and collaborate because we just want to help women with their with their journey through, through all kinds of, you know, through their menstrual cycles and their incontinence, whatever. We just all want to be there to support women. And, and that's another reason why I just love what I'm doing, because I'm connecting with all these awesome female founders who are really making a difference in, in this space. And I think as well, that's one of the reasons why you're going from strength to strength, right? Because what you're what you're doing around the brand, the rebrand as well, I think the fact that you listened to your customers and you actually went, who's buying this product? you know, you have a really clear purpose, you have where it started, you're thinking about your audience, but also there's the sustainable side as well. You know, not every product should be for everyone. Otherwise, it doesn't really, you know, makes it less special. Exactly. We deserve choices. We, we, and if it means trying out all of these different things to find out what's best for us, then that's what we need to do. But, you know, a woman's life is so difficult. We've got so much going on. But, I, there's um you know it's a it's almost like a band-aid solution it's not fixing the problem but it's getting you through your day your week whatever to to build on on fixing what's wrong and 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 it, it's it's so I find it really difficult to explain it, it's just we're, we're giving women choices um to get them through the day to to make their life a little bit easier I I, I can't explain it you have to cut that bit out <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's staying in yeah I'm sold I definitely need to try a pair because I think they sound amazing I think that idea of it takes some of the anxiety actually away from life actually the anxiety that comes with being a woman of getting caught off guard yeah yeah because you are so busy and it's not just mums you don't have it's not just mums it's women are typically as I said not always obviously um this isn't a male bashing session because we love you guys um but um it's but it was well, sometimes I think the directors feel like it is sometimes I'm like, um, <laughs> but you ma- majority of the time women are the caregivers as well so you you don't think about yourself first and I think the fact that you know you pro- by prioritizing yourself your physical health your mental health 
um, it takes just a little bit of that angst away. And to know, do you know what, if I get caught off guard, I don't have to worry about my jeans getting ruined and standing there. Like, you know, we've all had horror stories where we sit there and something's happened and I've gone, I need to go home. Why do you need to go home? I, I just need to go home. Like wide-eyed, sat there looking, going, I need to leave. And most of the time you have to tell a man, which is brilliant. I, um, I love it. I love it. It's, yeah, it, you're so tr- it's just so true what you're saying. We we do put ourselves last on the list. We're running a ha- home. We are working, um, maybe caring for elderly parents as well. You know, we, we've got so much on all the time. What we, our needs do come last. They do absolutely come last. So, you know, just, just having that as a security makes life just one less thing for you to worry about. And I mean, I wear them every day. I have to wear them every day. I don't leak every day, but say I did have to run for the tram. You know, if I, if I, I let go and I run, I'm going to leak. I know I am. So I've got my knickers on as security for that. Absolutely got, you know, I I need that security. Um, Yeah. It's just, it's hard. Honestly. It, it is hard, but do you know what? What? How amazing that you identified a problem and you've come up with a solution. And it sounds like it actually helps a lot of different people. Um, I could talk to you for hours. Every time I speak to you, I'm always like, I want to ask her so many more things. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I one have one last question. Person, obviously, I don't know why you want to talk to me. I'm so uninteresting. <laughs> oh, don't be silly. Um, okay, I have one last question for you. We have a lot of people that kind of work in advertising, marketing, entrepreneurs that are listening to this. If you could give them one piece of advice, what would it be? Marketing and... From your own experiences. Oh my God. So other, other, other business owners, do you mean? Um, yeah, sure. Whatever you want. What's that piece from the journey you've been on? What's that piece of advice you'd give? You could tell yourself when you started three, four years ago, whenever it was. Do you know what? It would definitely be, I would, I would say, be braver, be brave, be brave and believe in yourself because, you know, a good idea is just, it's a good idea until you, you you need to put your good ideas into motion. I had this idea. I was so frightened to do it. And as soon as I did it, it was the best thing that's ever happened to me. So just by being brave has changed, completely changed my life. It has completely changed my life. And actually, I know that I've made a difference to other people's lives as well. Um, and, and that you, there's no better feeling than knowing that I've I've helped women and I'm still helping women. Um, so definitely be brave. Believe in yourself. God, this is such uh, <laughs> such crap advice. But I yeah, I just... you say that, but it's nice to be reminded yeah I just feel I I feel really proud of myself actually I do feel proud of myself that I've I've managed to come on this journey that I'm pushing myself completely out of my comfort zone I need to speak up more I'm, I'm I'm braver you know great things happen for me when I'm when I put myself out there and speak to people and and do you know what and people can be so kind if you don't ask somebody you're never going to know what the answer is so if you just ask somebody to help you generally I'd say 99% of the time people will offer to help you they're happy to help you so don't be afraid to ask for help and also I've got sorry lots of things coming in now don't rush into making decisions sleep on it because I'm the world's worst for going oh that's a great idea let's go with that and then you know a thousand pound later I've just thrown a thousand pound down the drain don't 
rush into things. Take your time and plan. There you go. That's all my advice. Rubbish advice, but. <laughs> oh, no, it's great advice. Great advice. Thank you so much, Kelly, for your time today. Guys, I really hope you've enjoyed listening to um, what is actually a really lovely story and a really great product that I'm 100% going to be trying when I'm at the gym next. So thank you so much, everyone listening. If you have any questions for me or Kelly, please drop us an email at podcast at the Pull Agency. And we're really excited to see you next time. Take care.